Are you ready for retirement? Do you feel comfortable about your years of retirement? Many women don't feel ready or have some questions that need to be answered. Welcome to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement with Maria Lucasen. We've got some amazing guests and terrific ideas to make sure you are preparing and enjoying retirement. Now, here's your host, Maria Lucasen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, wherever you are, welcome to today's show of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement at Empowerment Channel of Voice America. It's the largest radio platform in the world of talk radio shows. Welcome to all our listeners in the United States, Canada, but maybe also in Europe, Australia or China. Anywhere you are and listening to this show live or as a recording, I'm very grateful that you are making time for you to find out more about the topic of retirement. It's my great pleasure to present this series of shows and bring subjects that will help you in planning and preparing for the next chapter in life. My name is Maria Lucasa and I am excited. This is the talk show for unique women who dream to retire soon, blissfully. If this is what you are dreaming about, you are at the right place. You can still be working a job, but if you are contemplating early retirement now because of the situation with the COVID-19, you need to be listening here. In this show, we feature guest experts on many topics. And today, I welcome Jill Siebens. Jill, hello, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Maria. I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I am doing great. It's a beautiful day here where I am in Florida. And I'm so excited about our topic today because it has such a big impact on how we feel and how healthy we are. So I think that's very important when you want to have a long, healthy and happy retirement. So I want to start off this show this morning with first giving the listeners a little bit information about you and that I have here a bio so I'll read it out as I have it here so Chelsea Benz she started her practice in 1994 first as a massage therapist and then she studied relationships with food and the digestive system. She completed studies with Dr. Christopher School of Natural Healing, Bioenergetic Medicine, Colon Hydrotherapy, and the Science and Benefits of Raw Nutrition and Holistic Health Coach for Institute of Integrative Nutrition. She is a certified raw food chef and an educator in gut health programs. She does offer classes, private consulting, and training. She also studied how to shift mindset and match your desires, and she became an emotional eating and eating psychology coach. Wow. So she completed extensive personal development, and now she is a radical wellness and mindset coach. Welcome, Jill. This is a lot what you studied and did to become a coach that can help women with their health and how to, how to create a healthy lifestyle. So tell us a little bit on how did you become interested in helping women change their, their health and especially the topic of gut health. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I'm so, right away when you were talking in the beginning about the importance of gut health and to our overall health, I'll get a lot deeper into that because that's, that's the key right there. And it took me a while actually to find that key. I, as you heard in my brief bio, I've studied many different modalities over my 25 years of practicing as a healthcare practitioner and worked with a lot of people, including my own personal health. And one thing that it, it just kept narrowing down as I went through the years from, you know, using supplements and homeopathic remedies and um, herbal tinctures, all those things with myself and, and my patients, 
it really started getting into what's the foundation? What's the root of this? And that's actually where the word radical comes from. Radical means getting to the root or core of something. And so it led me on this path of where I finally ended up, you know, at some point I was seeing clients and doing cleanses and detoxes with them. And I was sending them to one of my mentors who was a colon hydrotherapist. And um, she retired. And it was like, oh, where am I going to send my clients to? And she really urged and and really was the motivation behind me becoming a colon hydrotherapist. And then that just really opened up a whole new world because already I had had a nutritional element, but I had not really gotten into, even though I knew the sciences of digestion, not that deeply in. And once I started literally seeing people's poop and hearing all the symptoms, and I, when I say that, I'm going to get really comfortable with talking about poop because it's, yeah. <laughs> it's something we all do. And yes, <laughs> everything does. Everything does. Every living yeah. species does, and right. it's important for us. It really tells our life story. So yes. I say to people, we digest and assimilate food the way we digest and assimilate life. We digest and assimilate life the way we digest and assimilate food. And pooping is a part of that, right? We take mm-hmm. things in; it has to come out. It's All right. a flow system. Yeah. So the gut health just is what I really it, it came down to at this point in where I am at in in how I support women and why I focus on women because I myself I'm 60 years old and around 45 I was still having health challenges even though I was a health practitioner and yeah. there was just more I wanted in my life. And I knew that if I wanted to do the things I wanted to do, I had to be healthy. And I wanted a vitality that went along with that. And the gut is the foundation of it. Because we process and assimilate, like I said, everything through the digestive system. So if that isn't functioning optimally, neither are we. And I can trace... And I say this boldly, bravely, and courageously because I could get flack for it, but I really believe I can trace any disease from depression to cancer to, just throw it at me, down to the gut. And if we don't have a healthy gut, we'll never really get to the the foundation of what that um, disease or illness is. Right. Yes. And uh, when I was uh, getting ready for the show, I, I I was researching a little bit about why gut health is so important for our immune system, for how we feel, for our mood. And like you mentioned already, some of our diseases like cancer, and they all can be traced back to the gut. So, Tell us a little bit more about the um, connections between or what it is really in uh, why the gut microbiome is so important for everything else that happens to our body. I'd love to. (laughs) I I love this topic. So really, as you heard me say, gut health really... Um, basically describes the function and balance of the bacteria of all the many parts of the gastrointestinal tract. So that's the esophagus, the stomach, the mouth, the mouth, intestines, all working together to allow us to eat and digest food without discomfort. And what's so interesting, it's like, I think it's like over 70 million people in the United States alone have digestive diseases. They say it's the mm. number one um, drug sold over the counter and prescription is for digestive diseases. So basically, we want to want to look at the fact that all our food and and we've all heard the phrase "We are what we eat." We are what we eat. I want you to just you know get that imprinted in you. We are what we eat. Yes. All food is ultimate ultimately broken down in the gut to a simple form that can enter the bloodstream and then be delivered as nutrients throughout our body. So it 
you know, the body's designed to really know where everything needs to go. So right. it's, this is only possible with a healthy digestive system. And that digestive system is a healthy gut that contains healthy bacteria and immune cells. And I know with the COVID, we've, you know, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that everybody is finding the association with gut health and the immune system. And that this is what can ward off um, bacteria, viruses, funguses. So a healthy gut communicates with the brain through the nerves and hormones, which helps maintain basically general health and well-being. So we know that people who are experiencing symptoms, and let me add, when somebody is already experiencing symptoms, that means there's a, a, a big problem already there. Right. Yeah. Our body's telling us, warning, 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 take care of this. It's not something yeah. to just take a, a, something that's just going to put a Band-Aid over it. It's telling us that something's there. And if that thing's there, there's deeper things there as well. That's what we learn when we study homeopathy, you know, that there's obviously deeper symptoms or deeper signs that already were there. It's the symptoms are like the surface. So, and, you know, everyone at some point probably experiences some digestive problems, though, right? From abdominal pain, bloating, constipation, Mm -hmm. burn, vomiting, right? We get the flu, vomiting. When these symptoms persist, and remember, I said a symptom is already the sign of something. If it's persisting, this is an underlying problem that really needs to have attention. So, we really want to look at this from weight loss without a good reason, weight gain, blood in the stool. Um, these things basically could be really serious. Now, the thing is that most of people in our culture, as you just heard, 70 million people in the United States alone have digestive disorders. Right. So we want to do something about that. Yes. So the yes. microbiome I'm... is is a balance. It's all these bacteria and and um, nutrients and things that have this perfect balance in the body and the gut microbiome. So we have other microbiomes in our body. Every organ yeah. has its own microbiome. Our brain yeah. has its own microbiome. Our heart has its own microbiome. But guess which microbiome communicates to all of them? The yeah. gut. Yes. So we want to take care of the gut. When we're taking care of the gut, we're taking care of everything. Yes. Yes, and I agree. Uh, like you say, what you put in your mouth, all the food that you eat, is the start of giving you your energy, your um, for doing anything, for living in a way. It's not just the breath the, that you need. You need food to be live to live. So if if you are eating the wrong things, then your your body is not going to be healthy, and it's all going through your gut in order to to give you all the nutrition that you need. And you have good and bad uh, bacteria everywhere, but they should keep each other in balance. And if there is a, uh, they are out of balance, then that is when you start to get symptoms. Yes, I know a lot of women and probably also men who have issues with their... Um, intestines, with their health, with how they, they live, how they digest their food. So what would be some signs that women would see if they have an unhealthy gut? You, you mentioned a few already, but can you explain a little bit? Is there uh, something uh, else that you could add to that that is more specific for women? Yeah, well, what I see coming in here, especially as a colon hydrotherapist, and I, I've always found this so interesting because what it, it is is it's almost more of a um, um, 
an outward, you know, they don't want to have the bloating of their belly. They're, they're like, they're so concerned about the appearance as right. well as then the gas. So gas mm-hmm. and bloating is probably one of the biggest ones you hear of the most. And even though gas is a normal part of digestion, when we get that imbalance of the gut bacterias, it's basically what happens is you get a super gas producing bad strains. So it leads to excessive fermentation, which is trapping the gas in the gut and you're getting a uh, you're basically getting that bloating feeling. So s- people can get it immediately after eating something. And it's not that necessarily the the food that they just ate is triggering. It could just be that the digestive process was triggered and food already sitting in their gut because, right, that digestion process starts the moment we smell and look at food. And I want to talk a little bit about that later too, the how and why we eat. Um, yeah. At the moment we we look at food digestion starts. So this process is stimulated, and so it's going to create when we're when our body's trying to digest food, we'll get that gas and bloating, and and of course there's the triggers of of food that even though they they could be healthy foods, we could still be triggered by. Uh, what could be considered a healthy food. Another big symptom is diarrhea. So, I mean, we we could get diarrhea from just having a a virus or or some, you know, infection of some sort. But it's a real common problem right now. IBS is so big and leaky gut. I really believe that this is such an important topic because I, I feel that, most people in our culture especially have leaky gut. It's just so much of it, the stress in our life contributes to that. So that would be another big one. Um, mood disorders, depression, anxiety, all those things, not being able to respond in a healthy way to stress because we know, we know that an imbalance is in the gut is affecting hormones yeah. that really, um, these are called gut peptides, and they control the signaling between your gut and your brain. Um, so serotonin. Serotonin yeah. is what makes us feel good. Yeah. And 90% of serotonin is produced in the gut. Oh. So if you've got gut inflammation... Yeah, And that can be in the gut or even, remember, you heard me say gut-brain access. That's a literal, you know, channel that's connecting the communication from the gut to the brain. If there's inflammation, even the gut-brain access. So we want to look at making sure that we are balancing our whole body in every way. That's going to create mood disorders. Another one is um, poor concentration. So the neurotransmitters, right, that I just talked about, like serotonin, dopamine, all those things, they're connected to mood, thoughts, cognitive Mm -hmm. abilities. So when we have dysbiosis, it can affect learning and memory. There are stories of women and, and men who have been put in, like elderly, been put into, um, nursing homes because of memory things and somebody came in somehow and changed their diet and they're able to leave. Wow. It's that, it's that powerful. It's that powerful. And of course we know skin inflammation, skin's the largest organ in the body. Of course, anything that's going in the gut, it's sometimes one of the first things you can see is um, that there might be gut issues is from skin inflammation, acne, um, these topical skincare products really that are recommended really are unhealthy for the gut. Uh-huh. So what you're doing is you're really kind of doing the opposite of what your body really needs. So right. healing the gut would be the best way to um, work with your skin. Um, oh, another big one for women. You hear this all the time, right? What do we talk about with food? Sugar cravings. Yes. When yeah, right? When that yeah. when we have an imbalance when the microbes in your gut are really good at try, they're really good at trying to manipulate you into eating the types of food that feed them and help them grow. 
different types of microbes like different foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've all heard of candida, right? Yeah. Candida is a yeast that thrives on sugar. Mm. And what happens when it starts getting, when it overgrows, it creates, intensifies the sugar cravings. So ultimately, you're perpetuating the unhealthy gut cycle. Mm-mm. Um, chronic fatigue. We also know that I think 80% of the people with chronic fatigue could be diagnosed just by looking at their gut bacteria. Wow, wow, wow. So, I hear and, you right. listen. Uh, list all those things and like you mentioned already skin uh, conditions that can be traced back to the gut and often indeed we use more uh, solutions that look good at the outside or we try to treat uh, the symptom but we are not looking where it is coming from so when it all like you mentioned stems from the gut you mentioned one word earlier on and it caught my attention and I'm not sure if you explained it uh, or not um, did you uh, explain a little bit I hear it often about gut leakage um, what is that and um how can, uh, yeah, what effect does that have really on our health? Yeah, basically what, what happens is when we are eating, and I'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the things that contribute to it, but of course eating foods and stress are going to be two of the biggest ones that I really feel contribute to um, poor gut health. And what happens is when you are under these, and my dog is here wanting to play, when you are under these um, stress and eating poor diets, the gut is especially susceptible. And when we're under chronic stress, whether it be from food or uh, mental stress, it triggers an inflammatory response that contributes to, you heard me say this earlier, the gut dysbiosis and what we call intestinal permeability. So that's the condition that's more commonly known as leaky gut, meaning that we literally, these, these um, broken down inflammatory response things, whether it's, it's um, from food, again, or stress, literally are creating holes in our gut that where the bloodstream passes through and it creates, starts creating inflammation throughout our body. Oh. So the symptoms are just all the things we're kind of talking about. You know, right. leaky gut um, just is... is Pretty much you could almost name any symptom and you could trace it back to a leaky gut. So it's where you really want to start. You want to start with healing the gut first. I always say to people, why not just work on healing the gut? You're going to have to do it at some point anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, and if you start there, you could eliminate the majority of symptoms you have Increase yeah. your vitality, increase your your um, energy levels, just feel better in general. And then, you know, if if and when there's something more to work on, right? Mm-hmm. Then you then you can get more um, dialed in on even a therapeutic diet, maybe directed towards heart disease for a while. Because when I talk about like a therapeutic diet, these I mean. These are just diets that you go on while you're trying to heal a part of the body. I really believe that um, the only time to diet is a therapeutic diet or if you're doing some kind of a cleanse. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's a lifestyle. And, you're, and then the things that you're finding that are working are things that you incorporate into your lifestyle. Right. Okay, I got it. So, yeah, now I, I, I see what the leaky gut means. Really, it's that uh, something that starts in your gut 
goes out through the rest of your body and then causes all those diseases. So I have another question. You mentioned it already earlier. So how and why do we need to eat? Right. Okay. So this is one of my biggest things I love to talk about. Because so many of us, and, and it actually challenges my clients greatly, because so many of us just want to focus on what we're eating. The first thing, um, when I first start seeing somebody and we're working, you know, we work on what the goals are and things, okay, so what should I be doing? Should I be cutting out all my sugar? I'm like, oh, no, we're not even going to start with food. And they're like, what do you mean we're not going to start with food, Right. We're going to start with how and why you eat. Yeah. I'm going to talk about the how first because this is vital. And you heard me say this, mention it a little bit earlier. It's vital because when we are under stress, and we learned this in ninth grade biology, when we're under stress, digestion stops. It stops. So now... Most of us think, okay, well, under stress, you know, that, that fight or flight response, that's a lion, you know, the lion being chased, right? Oh, I'm under such great stress. Well, we've now learned, Harvard did many years of studying um, the nutritional and digestive response to stress. We now know that we are, digestion stops even when we are in a low-level stress response. So it's like, okay, so what does that mean? So then they looked at, well, what are we doing when we're, what are most people in our culture doing when they eat? And is this creating a stress response? So I'm going to list what they found were low-level stress responses that were stopping digestion when people were eating. Eating too fast. On your computer or on your phone when you're eating eating in front of a TV, eating while you're driving your car, eating at your desk, eating standing up. Mm-hmm. Guilty, yes. I'm hoping that most people are listening are saying, oh, most people I talk to, are. that's mostly what they're doing. Right, yes. Yeah, me too. I know. I, I know even as a child... I don't remember if it was always there, but we had a TV at the dinner table. Oh. At some point, we stopped having conversation. Yeah. And just sat and watched TV while we ate. Mm-hmm. And we are designed, we are designed to be social. Mm-hmm. And sitting with a meal is part of that. So if we are doing that, we're not, so even if you're eating the healthiest food, you're not digesting it. Right. So I say to people, why go through all this effort if you're still living under these stress responses? So I just ask that. And so here's what I ask my clients to do. And this, this is, I'm telling you, this is some of the biggest tips that anybody listening is going to hear from the show that can make such an impact. I've heard so many wonderful stories and results with clients just doing these things. Yeah. First, create a, 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 a beautiful environment for when you sit down and you're going to sit down with your meal. So yeah. have music, have candles, flowers. I always have something at my table. And I yeah. plate my food. I just eat right out of the pan. You know, I'm single. I live alone. I just <laughs> like dishes, right? Just... <laughs> Uh, Eat whatever I cooked out of, right? Make a plate. Sit with Mm -hmm. it. And now, before you start eating, 30% of digestion takes place when you, the beginning of digestion, the first part, 30%, is when you smell and look at your food. If you just start eating, you Mm -hmm. miss that. So this Mm -hmm. is all mindful, conscious eating. It's vital to our digestion. And so then I want you to take 10 deep breaths. You're breathing, looking at your food, and now you're going to eat in 20 minutes per one plate of food. I want you to slowly eat, enjoy. Right. 
I'm a, I'm a fast eater. If you ever eat with me, Maria, you're going to see me do something. <laughs> I'm going to eat and I will put intentionally put my fork down and sometimes I will sit on my hand. I still do that to this day. Just to make I it. Just, just <laughs> yeah. So I slow down. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's a, 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 a big piece, sitting down and uh, taking time to eat. That's what I try to do most of the times when I, uh, I have my dinner. So I'm going to um, make a little break here now because I see it's okay. about halfway in the show. So we're going to be back in a few minutes and then we will continue with this very interesting topic about gut health. I want to know more about how we can maintain a healthy gut balance. Jill, we're going to be back in a few minutes. Thank you, listeners, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you discovered your brain power? Just ask yourself, what's my number? And use the amazing power of emotional brain training, EBT. Enhance your vibrancy, happiness, relationships, productivity, sense of purpose, and health. Listen for Brain Power with Dr. Laurel Mellon. Experience the power of EBT every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your mind, body, and life will thank you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. To reach Maria Lucasen, her guest, or the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send to Maria at marialucasenhq.com. Now, back to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Thanks for coming back, ladies. I hope you are enjoying the show and that where Jill and I am talking about today resonates with you. I uh, would love for you to uh, send me any questions or comments by email, but also the show is on uh, Apple, iTunes, on Spotify. So if you are listening on one of those channels, please feel free to leave a five-star review because that helps us with getting um, more people to listen to our uh, radio show. So now let's dive into the last segment of the show. And we were talking about why we need to eat. Hey, Jill, can you explain that to us? Sure. So I, we were talking about the how and the why is as important as well. Uh, just there's the emotional eating element. So we're all emotional eaters. Yeah. That's how we're designed. Food is love. When, when, uh, when we're born as an infant, whether we're breastfed or bottle fed, um, well, I'd like to think that most of our babies have this where you're being held in loving arms and 
you know, we're looking adoringly into our, our child's faces, right? And they just make this food love connection. So food is love. So there's no, no, um, question that we will go to it for comfort. And we have that relationship. Yes. It's a relationship that we have with food. And, and we know we even express that in the way we talk about it, right? Oh, that was so good. And we yes. taste food and oh my God, right? We've got, we have these emotions around food. So we're all emotional eaters. But where do we fall on that spectrum of the scale from an emotional eater to an addicted behavior? Because we also know that there's addictions. There's yes. food addictions. So we, we want to look at the why we're eating because it's going to uh, create our lifestyle and our choices around food as well. Yeah. So the mindset that we have, understanding that food is, is a relationship. And I, you know, so when I look, think about that, I want to eat food I love, but I also want to eat food that loves me. Yeah. So vibrant, if I want to feel vibrant and full of energy, I'm going to eat food that looks, that looks and is vibrant and has energy. Right. So that's really important. Yes. And, and in making those choices, so like sugar addictions, sugar is a painkiller. There's mm-hmm. all many other chemical things that it does in the body as well, but it's a painkiller. They did a study years ago with mice, and they had a hot plate, and the, the mice were, would, they would turn the heat up on the hot plate, and they would time how long it would take for the mice to jump off. Then they oh. gave them drops of sugar, sugar water, yeah. and it like doubled the time that the mice stayed on the hot plate. Oh, my God. It's a pain. Yeah, it's a painkiller. So we use it when we're suffering. Right. And yes, often it's emotional suffering. Mhm. 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 That's so true. Often um, we when we are uh not in a good shape uh, mentally, sometimes even physically, when we look for something to comfort us, most of the time it's something sweet that you will eat and not so uh, not something that is really the healthy type of food, unless you use, you, you use your brain and then you say, hey, no, no, no chocolate. Now uh, I need to eat something that is better for my health. But often you don't realize that that is one of the things that you go to, something like uh, a, a, a donut or whatever you come across that gives you uh, sugars, uh, input so that you feel good again. So when you when we're talking about food, um, are there any superfoods that can help maintain yeah. a, a healthy gut balance instead of uh, the sugars? What should we really be eating to that can help it naturally? Absolutely. And my favorite thing to always talk about first is greens because I, I, I know, and when I say greens, I don't mean vegetable, I mean green, dark leafy greens. And, and I think it's such an easy way to get such good gut balance in our body. Now, I'm going to say this with a little caveat. Some people, if they're not really eating a lot of healthy greens and, and even some certain vegetables, really want to start off slowly and don't necessarily want to go raw. That's right. why green smoothies and green juices are such a great way to get greens in your digestive system. They are full of nutrients, full, they have protein, they have everything that the body really needs. I mean, if we look at a cow, cows yeah. eat what? They eat greens. Well, <laughs> yeah. naturally fed cows. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so they eat greens. And most, in fact, most of the protein animals that we consume are green eaters. They're, they're, they're vegetarians. None of them are yeah. meat eaters, right? So yes. we want to look at that and say, so when somebody asks me, where do I get my protein? It's like, well, where does the cow get its protein? You know, I mean, you really want to think about that. So greens are a great one. And by having 
uh, green juices or green smoothies, you're pre-digesting the greens. So if it's a challenge for your digestive system, it's a great way to break yourself into right. it. And, um, of course, I, I, you know, a big part of, for me, where I really love and, and do talk to my clients about supplementation and for the digestive system, there's um, many things to take for it, but we, we hear this the most probably, and that's probiotics and prebiotics, and they are obviously invaluable to the digestive system and the microbiome. So where it's great to take a probiotic or prebiotic, really the best way to get this is through your food. Yes. So in, for probiotics, how we can get that in is any ferment, fermented foods. So right. your kimchi, your... Um, a sauerkraut, I, and sauerkraut actually doesn't mean cabbage. Sauerkraut is any fermented vegetable. And what right. I love is you can now go to almost any grocery store if you don't want to make it yourself. And they yeah. have a variety of fermented foods from carrots and beets and all sorts yeah. of wonderful things to eat. And, and, um, and you want to make sure when you're purchasing a fermented food or something like sauerkraut, that it is fermented. You want to look on the label and make sure that it says fermented, yeah. that they've gone through the fermentation process. So fermented foods, the pro, you know, getting um, pro, good bacteria in through probiotics. Now, prebiotics are starting to hear more of that. And yeah. prebiotics are actually how probiotics are fed. It's like the precursor to a probiotic. So we want to make sure that we're getting that balance in. So I just want to jump back to sugar. One of the things sugar does in the gut microbiome is it doesn't, um, I'm I'm not going to get into the whole chemical thing, but basically it doesn't break down the bacteria. It It breaks down a chemical that is supposed to be triggered, it doesn't let that chemical be triggered to keep the balance in the microbiome. So then that's when we keep, when, when the body just starts feeding on sugar on that bacteria. Right. So we want to make sure that the prebiotics are also, and, and there are some superfood prebiotics. That would be um, asparagus, carrots, flaxseed, um, garlic, artichoke, jicama is a um, prebiotic food. I like using the things like flaxseed, asparagus, and carrots because most people can get those easily enough. All right, exactly. So, and I have heard about yogurt is a good probiotic as well. Is that correct? Well, I, I do love yogurt, but I am not a big fan of dairy. Ah, so okay. If, yeah, if you can get a nut milk yogurt, oh, that would be my my preference for people to use. And here's here's the reason, and it's not because of so much of lactose intolerance, yeah. even though a lot of people have lactose intolerance, right? But there's a beta casein protein that a one and a two that's in dairy and. I, I sometimes I get them reversed. So if I get it reversed, just know it's it's I, I believe it's the two that is thirteen times more inflammatory than gluten. Oh, and most most of the dairy farm farms or the cows in our country, in the United States, yeah, are that casein protein. Okay, okay. So we're really it's it's more inflammatory to the gut. Okay, so I would recommend I got it. more doing your your nut milks, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. So I just wanted to to see what you thought about that because that's usually in the same range as what you were just mentioning um, with the fermented uh, vegetables. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and I just wanted to clarify that for our audience. Um, yeah, why not or why do eat yogurt? So. Um, we are getting at the end of our conversation. It's um, about 10 more minutes to go. I would like to give you one or okay. two minutes so you can tell our audience a little bit on something special that you're doing right now and that you think they could benefit from. So go ahead and talk about your summit. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a summit, which is how I met you, Maria. Is yes. I the summit is called Love Your Body, Love Your Life, 50 and Beyond, Living Purpose a purpose-filled life with health and vitality. And so my my vision in doing this first of a series of summits I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to be doing is supporting women 50 and beyond. And you don't have to be 50 or over to listen to it. In fact, I really encourage women 30 and especially in their 40s to start listening to these women who I'm interviewing that they themselves have had life transformations and are living their life with purpose-filled health and vitality and, and how that being 50 is really the time of our life. And it's an exciting time. It's, it's a different way of looking at it. We talked about retirement, right? Yes. And, and how, and so I'm here to talk about health and retirement. And so all this topic of, of 50. So I've interviewed, interviewing these women and they, they themselves are offering gifts to the audience of whatever the topic is. I have fitness instructors. I have, um, well, you, Maria, retirement coaches. I've got uh, Sherry Saria, who she was the founder of the Raw Food Chef School that I went to. And she's 73 years old, and she became an ultra-marathon runner at 65. She started doing wow. that. And it was just her 73rd birthday, and she ran 73 kilometers, you know, for her wow. 73rd that birthday. Wow, that is amazing. So women yes. out there really kicking butt, right? Yes. And um, so that that is, it's launching September 7th, so I'll be giving the link to that. And there is, um, besides the gifts that they're all offering, I'm offering you, anybody who's on this show, a session with me. Or you can contact me through Maria, and um, and get a, you know my contact information. You'll get a session with me to just talk about your gut health. You know, we'll go through an evaluation and and offer some things that can support your gut health. Oh so wow! Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I like that. I, I hope our listeners will take advantage of um, your offer, your very generous offer to uh, talk with them individually if they like that. But also the summit will give them a wide variety of ideas and ways on how women are people are living a healthy and a vital lifestyle even when they are in the second half of life. So and that's where we are yes. talking about today. So I uh, thank you, Jill, for being on the show and uh, explaining to us why it is so important to look at what we put in our mouth and uh, what it does to our not just the health of our body, but so many other aspects of feeling good about ourselves and being happy in a way, because all those diseases do not make us feel good. So thank you. Thank you very much for being on the show today. So Thank you I, so much for asking me. Yeah, my pleasure. So I'm going to finish this show with the usual way. I have, first of all, I would like to give every listener a fact act tip. So if you are thinking about your food right now, what you could do, for example, is keep a food diary because nobody makes the connection with what you put in your mouth and how you feel about it. It's something that we often just forget and uh, we do not always immediately notice what effect the food has on us. So if you are keeping a food diary, you will see, hey, I ate this morning a large breakfast with eggs and, and onions. Then you can see, okay, in um, 10, 15 hours, what, why that might have an effect on your, your gut or your stomach if, uh, if that is the case. So that's just something I would suggest because you can see patterns happening uh, about what you eat. If you eat it regularly, you will have regularly a bloating stomach or diarrhea or something like that. So that would be my suggestion to figure out 
how to get started in looking at what you put in your mouth and how you feel about it, what effect it has on your gut and your health. So next, in my last 10 minutes, I wanted to give a quote. And the quote goes as follows. If you maintain a healthy diet or at least are smart about your food choices, you'll still see the pounds come off. And this is a quote from Misty May Trenner. And she is one of the famous beach volleyball players. And she has been through Olympics. She is the best um, beach volleyball player, female, that is out here in the United States. And she says this. So I hope this quote will encourage you to make better choices when you look at your food. So the last thing that I want to mention is that I have a great resource for you. So I wanted to talk with you about um, a resource that I have for women who are at the moment at home because they were terminated now during the COVID-19 situation and they are not able to go back to work or there is no new job out there, and they have decided to take involuntary, unplanned early retirement. And uh, that is very difficult because you made that decision today and you have not thought yet about how your retirement can look like. And even if you did and you were thinking, okay, I'm going to travel, I'm going to see something, I'm going to do fun things, because of the situation now with the COVID-19 You can't do those things. At least it's much more limited as what it was, say, half a year ago. So if you are frustrated with where you are right now and you say, okay, I have lost my identity because I'm not a supervisor anymore, the teacher anymore, what I'm going to do, then feel free to click on one of the banners here on my hosting page and it has a free ebook about women um, who are unemployed right now involuntary re- retirement it will give you an assessment to look at your current situation and once we have done that that's the first step in my coaching program and i would love to have you that so you start thinking about your situation and retirement and how you can make it more pleasant, more purposeful and also affordable. So if that is something you like to have, click on the banner on my hosting page. So I'm going to say good da- goodbye to everybody now. I'm going to say thank you for cho- tuning in to this show today. I think we had a terrific topic that will help all of us to be living a healthy life and maybe a long retirement because we all can hopefully turn somewhere 80, 90 years old. I'll be back next week, Wednesday again at 6 o'clock Pacific time. If you have questions or comments, please email me at maria at marialukassenhq.com. You all have a great day and uh, we'll talk again next week. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Your host, Maria Lukasen, will return with another show next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll help you enjoy better retirement.